You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Leaf Sky Podcast. Here's your host, Jim Taddy. Why, thank you, Mike Ross, and welcome, everybody, to Leaf Sky Episode 6, Season 3. Jim Taddy with you for the next half hour or so. Terry Koshan from the Toronto Sun is our special guest today, going over the first seven games and really highlighting the last three for the Maple Leafs as the season starts to unfold. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again, and thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. Oh, really, guy? New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. For example, how about Thursday night? The Leafs in San Jose. How could that go? Remember, the Leafs on Monday night were, I'm not going to say embarrassed, but they had a tough time. They gave one away is the best way to say it against Vegas. So will they bounce back? Oh, I think so. Now, if that's not enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Here is the call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. The code is THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for complete details. All right, on to the hockey story. And so we're doing this after the Leafs lost in Vegas 3-1, but they won in Winnipeg 4-1 on Saturday and eked out courtesy Nick Robertson a win over Dallas. Then all this follows a lackluster home ice loss to Arizona. So there's some positives here and some negatives. And quite frankly, you know, as you'll discover in our conversation with Terry Kosham, the second line is doing a great job. The first line is threatening uh, some minor cracks in the third and fourth line the goaltending, Samson up, has been stellar. So there's a lot of positives, a couple of concerns. I don't think there's any real negatives here except for the lack of intensity against Vegas in Vegas on Monday night and the previous Monday night at home to Arizona. So maybe it's just Monday night. Maybe it's Monday, Monday. Could be. We'll find out. Here is the conversation with Terry Koshan from the Toronto Sun. <laughs> Well, two games into the road trip, uh, mixed results. Uh, you know, two different, totally different performances, weren't they? Uh, one good, one bad. Period. Yeah. The Leafs uh, built off nothing they did in Winnipeg, Jim, against Vegas, and uh, you know, playing like a team that wasn't prepared, uh, beaten in all facets. I'm talking about missed chances for Matthews and this sort of thing, and the post by Marner. But fact of the matter is, the Leafs weren't in that game last night, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, it's kind of like a, a step and a half forward, one step back for this team right now. You know, four and three after seven games is middling. There's no other way to put it. It's a it's a tough result, especially when you're you're getting the goaltending that maybe not everybody was expecting. Because certainly, uh, you know, the loss of the Golden Knights was not on Ilya Samsonov. But you know, you're starting to wonder a bit. Like everything's there. Um, when when will the offense click? We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, but it's got to it's got to come at some point. Uh, 
You know, but having said that, I mean, the offense can click all you want. If you play that poorly defensively in your own zone, you have to score an awful lot to uh, cover up your mistakes. And I don't know. It was. It, it just, it's got to be a disappointing um, uh, effort or whatever you want to call it from the coaching standpoint because after how they played in Winnipeg, you didn't see that coming. Yeah, I was just going to say the the Winnipeg game's uh, sort of the uh, the outlier because it, everything worked there, and it was a really good win, really good team win. And then uh, the performance in Vegas on Monday night was was sloppy, and we've seen it before. I, I guess maybe the best way to sum this team up is there are some surprises, positively and, and negatively, and, and certainly uh, Samson off in goal has. Uh, I mean, looks like a real keeper here, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah, uh, you know, I get he does, Jim. I guess the thing you have to guard against now is overusing him. Yeah, and re- remembering that there is a bit of an injury history there as well. So, you know, we'll see who gets the, gets the net on Thursday in San Jose. I would assume it's Samsonov again after the couple of days off uh, that the Leafs will have uh, from games. But um, you know, go to Shalgren at one point in the in the back to back this weekend. But uh, he's been he's been awfully good, steady, and everything else, and making the saves when he has to make them and looking good doing it. Uh, but again, you know, you, you now wander in, you, you want to avoid now what, what the Leafs were hoping to avoid from the beginning when they had Murray and Samson up both healthy, which is overplaying one over the other. That wasn't the plan going into the season. Now, you know, they have to guard against doing this with uh, Samson off and, and giving Chalgren a bit of a chance here. So we'll see how that goes over the next few games. But uh, as far as the goaltending goes, it's, it is, as we've seen, it has not been an issue at all. It's been very good, and uh, you just, if you're the Leafs, you just hope that Samsonov can keep this going. You know, in that similar vein, like uh, we were talking about positive surprises, I didn't know really what to expect out of the Tavares, Nylander, and whoever on the left side uh, line. But with Robertson there, uh, with Mulgan there at the start, it looked good. But with Robertson there, it's uh, it's a boost. And Tavares has looked good, and so has Nylander. Pretty yeah. good line. Yeah, it, it is. And you know what? We would have seen that from the beginning had the Leafs not had any cash issues, right? Yeah. I mean, this whole Malgin thing and the waivers and everything else, uh, it looks kind of silly now because there's, there's absolutely no way the Leafs would have lost them on waivers had they tried to send them down and kept Robertson from day one. Anyway, we're seeing it now, and uh, they have to hope that there's no uh, lingering issue with, with Tavares after he got hit on the knee last night by the Sandine shot. You know, he did come back and everything, but you hope that something doesn't crop up the next day. But yeah, it's been effective. Uh, Tavares's work on his uh, skating in the offseason has has paid off so far. Uh, you know, Nylander is Nylander. He's had a good season last year, and and picking up where he left off in, in that regard. And you know, Robertson is a, a hungry youngster, a 21, and and wants to stick. And you know, assist last night on the Nylander goal. Did some good work along the boards to help make that happen. And you know, of course, you saw him score the two last week. So he's got he's got all the tools there. But um, you know, Tavares and Elander have been the Leafs' two best forwards as far as production goes, uh, comparatively. You know, it hasn't come yet that way for Matthews and, and Marner. But uh, when it comes to finishing, they've been good. And um, again, it, it's been I don't know if it's been a surprise, but with Tavares, you weren't sure after you know um, you know uh, missing some time and all that sort of thing. But uh, you know, it's. Um, and then, you know, he and Nylander at times last year didn't have that chemistry, Jim, that we know that they've had in the past. So, you know, they, they've, they've, they've come back, they've come together this year and look good. Now, you know, you, you hope that that can trickle to other parts of the lineup. I don't know that we've seen that yet necessarily, but uh, there's certainly no complaints with the way that that second line has performed. 
Yeah, it, it looks good. Uh, the top line certainly has its chances, but uh, has a, a bit of a problem scoring, which is really odd, isn't it? Yeah, and it, well, that and that play last night where Matthews, like, oh, that's you know, crazy. Like, it's st- I think that shot is still bouncing off the post, Jim, as we speak. You know, twelve or so hours later, it's just kind of incredible the way that that puck didn't go in. And you know, with Matthews, uh, you know, it, it is that sort of thing where one will come and then it'll just they'll all start going in, or, or most of them will. I mean, again, the chances he had even the other night in Winnipeg and that sort of thing is, you know, Marner the same way, hitting the post like he did. They're right there. I, I guess the only thing you want to guard against is, you know, how many times can you say we know it's going to come? Because we're hearing that for a bit now. At some point, that has to turn, and it has to help you win hockey games. Uh, you know, so we'll see. But uh, the fact of the matter is they haven't been poor in that regard and the chances and all that. And, uh, you know, it, it will be there. Uh, perhaps San Jose on Thursday night would be a good starting point for that. But, you know, the, the line is getting its chances, which is, I suppose, you're Sheldon Keefe, what you can ask for right now. But you just, it has to start going in at some point. And it will. It will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The chances are there. So it, it'd be a shock if they didn't start cashing in. Uh, and yeah. sadly... We're back to the, the fourth line. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's uh, in a state of flux, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, you, uh, all due respect, you're, you, you know, you're using two players in, in Simmons and Clifford who weren't in the plans two weeks ago. That's all there is to it. When camp came to an end, I, I don't know that anyone thought in or outside the organization that either of these guys would play for the Leafs again. You know, even Simmons told us the other night in Winnipeg, Jim, that he had some doubts whether he would wear the Leafs sweater again. You know, it was... It was uh, they just weren't they just weren't part of it. At least tried to move Simmons, tried to find a home for him. That didn't happen. So, you know, it's interesting the way it goes. I mean, Obey Kubel and and uh, Aston Reese initially on the line with David Camp. Uh, you know, you don't look to your fourth line to score goals, but there was nothing there that way. And you know, it's too bad for a guy like Camp because we saw a little bit of offensive spark for him last year. Uh, you know, playing. Um, you know, on the third line, whether he had Kasha there, Mikheyev, Ingvall, you know, various wingers, there was a little more spark from him. Just like getting that with Aston Reese and Obey Kubel. And I remember a guy like Obey Kubel, you know, I probably pumped his tires a bit in camp and that sort of thing. But, you know, it's not like he was an everyday player for the Colorado Avalanche last year. He was in and out of that lineup too, especially in the playoff run. You know, I did play in about 14 games, I think, in the playoffs. But, so that, but that's what a fourth liner is, right? You try to find uh, some permanency there that hasn't happened yet. You know, we'll see where it goes from here. I, I don't imagine that, uh, you know, they're going to use, um, you know, uh, Simmons and Clifford forever. Um, you know, in a perfect world, you know, if you've got everybody going, uh, you're not using them at all, maybe one. But uh, we'll have to see. Um, but, again, it's – it's that, that stuff will eventually work its way out, I think. Um, and, again, the, your fourth line shouldn't be a concern for you. I don't think necessarily that it is for the Leafs right now. It's about getting that, that Marner line, the production, and the Matthews line, getting the production out of them. But, um, yeah, it's having said that, though, it's still a bit of a, bit of a, a conundrum, I guess, because um, you do want some settling there. But, again, it's early. So, yeah, I think that'll, I think that'll come. I'm just not sure what the personnel they're using right now. Um, the guy that I have to circle around, just because if he was to take the next step, it would be a, a major impact on the roster is, is uh, Engvall. And doesn't seem, you know, I know there's a lingering injury there, but doesn't seem ready to take that next step, does he? No, and you have to wonder, had he been healthy from day one at camp, what the difference would have been. But, 
you know, a lot of guys, when they come back from injuries, no matter what they are, there's, there's, it's the other side of it. There's more energy and more, I want to get this going and, and how can I make this work? And, you know, the word that Keith used the other, again, the other night, in Winnipeg, the other day in Winnipeg, when he explained why he was benching him was tentative. And yeah. that's the last thing you want to hear about uh, a player of, of, of Engvall's uh, uh, possibilities and potential. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. I, I would think that he'll turn it around. I mean, he had a nice season last year, Blossom with, you know, a career high 35 points. But, uh, you know, that's it's been a disappointment uh, because, like I say, an, an injury shouldn't be an excuse when you, well, you know, maybe it's a bit of, of one where you're rusty and you're, you're getting your touch and your feel back. But tentative shouldn't be part of that equation, Jim, especially when, come on, it's, a, it's an ankle foot injury. We're not talking about a guy who, you know, maybe hypothetically would have been worried about another concussion or something. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no real excuse for Ingvall and all this. Just, just go out and play. And, you know, the, the Leafs have to hope that he turns that around too, because, you know, you're You need that secondary scoring or whatever you want to call it that, that Engvall would provide. And, uh, you know, I think through the first five games, he was one of only three forwards. I think Aston Reese and Obey Kubel were the others that had played in all five and hadn't registered a point. So, a bit of an alarm bell goes off there, but, uh, you know, there's, again, like everything else, there's time for him to get that going, but, you know, sooner rather than later would be nice for Sean Keith and his staff. Well, there's a lot of potential there, and, and you know, you think of the loss of McKayev and, and how he could he could backfill. It hasn't happened yet, but that is not to say that it won't happen. So let's go down to the blue line. What's your take on, on Sandine's play with Hall? Because I, I find him much more dynamic in that pairing. Yeah, but you know what? It's how much of it comes off then with the way Hall's been playing, right? I just Sandine, I think he's looking more like a guy who, you know, you you know he's going to be long term and everything. He's got you know he's got the he's he signed the contract. There's there's a mental uh, comfort there now that you know he said to us it was eating at him all summer about this sort of thing. But I, I think he's looked pretty good so far, and and he's got that heads up uh, ability and that. Uh, but, you know, it was still a bit of an adventure for that pair last night. And, you know, Justin Hall's got to find his game here with somebody at some point. But I don't I don't think going forward, Sandine's necessarily a guy you're going to have to concern yourself with in that regard. But, you know, that, that pairing together, Hall, just, you know, I don't know. Justin Hall's having some issues here in the early going, and I'm not sure how you yeah. get around that when there are not many options for them on the blue line right now. But Sandine, yeah. to your point, I, I, I like him, and, you know, he hasn't – for initially there hasn't been the, uh, you know, the issue that he missed camp and all this sort of thing and needed that time. He's, he's, he's looked fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's involved in the play. Um, mm-hmm. So let's, let's do an overview overview here. We're, we're at seven games in three more on this road trip Thursday in San Jose, Saturday in LA and Sunday in Anaheim before returning home for a couple. Um, and you know, there's, there's a lot of stutter steps here. I mean, I, I think, you know, everybody understands it's only seven games in, but I think we were looking for a different seven games. Does that make any sense? Yep, totally it does. You would have you would have liked, uh, you know, no one thought that Matthews and Marner would be where they are goal-wise, especially Matthews, this, this far into the season. You, you just There was no anticipation of that, especially considering that, you know, most of, if uh, not all of Austin Matthews' starts at the beginning of seasons have been all really prolific, right? Yep. Earlier in his career, so that that that's that's been an issue. But again, uh, you know, if you look if you looked at it, it's a weird thing. I mean, if you if you'd said, okay, well, after seven games, they're going to be four and three. Your first thought probably would have been, well, how how, how much has the goaltending played a role in that? Right. Well, 
We know that it hasn't. And further, if you had said, oh, oh Matt Murray just played once and got hurt in the morning skate uh, prior to game three, again, you're probably not believing it. But, uh, you know, that positive the, – the, the positive is the thing that we thought would be the issue has not been. The issues that they have had are uh, – those can be fixed because we've seen that those players who haven't been scoring or doing whatever do that in the past. So if you can get that part of your game going forward – then good. Uh, there's still some work that needs to be done structurally, of course. We've seen that. But, uh, you know, I would argue too, Jim, that, you know, going into last night, and last night's not good, uh, you're four and two through six games, and you're still trying to find your way. A lot of teams trying to find their way through six, seven games aren't above 500. So, you know, the Leafs want to get this going here. There's no doubt about it. But uh, the, fact of, the fact that they've been able to win hockey games more than they've lost while finding themselves is a positive, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I think you, know, you don't want to go back and, and sort of rewrite history, but uh, the fact that uh, Coach Keith said the obvious in the loss against Arizona and had to retract it about his elite players is yeah. troublesome for me. I, I just I didn't like it. Um, and the reaction in the Dallas game on a goal, called back goal by, by Kyle Dubas, sort of uh, these two things to me indicate a, a stress level uh, in the top part of the organization. I don't want to read into video that doesn't have an explanation, but but that 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 would happen within four or five days of each other. Kind of a little scary at the time. Yeah, you know what? There was no reason for Keith to walk those things back, Jim. No, it was obvious. Could you imagine like a guy like Daryl Sutter in Calgary, for one example, criticizing his, his or just saying what was clear about his elite players, and then a couple of days later, walk? No, it just doesn't happen. No. So I don't know why they, they figure that had to be necessary. Um, you know, given Dubas' contract status, there's probably some eggshells there. I just there's I think the realization probably that, that it's unspoken I would think well has been unspoken is that they got to get something done this year at the end of the season and you know I think one thing you and I should we should all can remember too is that the team as it stands now is likely not going to be the same after the trade deadline like a lot of things can lead up to that you know they're gonna have to do something on the blue line I think they're gonna have to get some sort of veteran presence or whatever you want to call it. Cause we don't know what the status of Jake Muzzin is going to be uh, if, and when he does come back. So, you know, there, there's, there's a little bit of, uh, of uh, that, that at play, those outside factors. And, you know, we saw it, like you say, we saw it twice last week, both with Keith and walking those things back. And then, um, you know, the dubious reaction uh, with, with what happened in the Dallas game, you know, the fact of the matter is you shouldn't be, like, I think he kind of alluded to it. Don't put yourself in a position where those calls like that have to go in your favor to help you in, in the outcome of the game. And, you know, we've seen that a bit. Like, even, you know, last night, the Leafs get a goal, you know, a call go in their favor. And within how many seconds or minutes is the puck in the back of the net, right? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, you, you could, they weren't able to build off that last night, certainly. And, and again, you don't want to – I know that's not necessarily late in the game or anything, but you don't want to have to – look at those things and go, well, that didn't go our way. So that had an outcome, but yeah, I would just think that, you know, they, they, they can't be looking at us in, in, in April or the end of April after round one again and, and trying to come up with excuses or, you know, there might, there might be other people trying to explain those things next year. I, I just, and I think we're like, as you alluded to, we're seeing a bit of that, uh, that uh, external pressure right now. You know, the, everyone talks about Jim, all oh, that we put the most pressure on ourselves and all that, but, you know, 
they know what the outside feeling will be and has been if they don't win another playoff, if they don't win a playoff round in, in uh, April. Well, and, you know, you don't want to do creative editing on, on the movie, but if you go back to last week and, and if Nick Robertson doesn't rise to the occasion on Thursday and if, if the, uh, the game against the Jets goes the, the other way, you know, you wonder what, what, what would have been applied to those scenes that we're talking about, the walk yeah. back on the, the criticism and, and the Kyle Dubas stress point, because, I mean, it's, it's that close to the edge, isn't it? It is. And you know what? But again, it, it's, it's, it is that close to the edge. And it's a bit, you know, you hate to go to the old roller coaster, uh, 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 you know, impression, but that's kind of what it is. I mean, the Winnipeg game, again, going into the Vegas is why you know, there's got to be frustration you know, on the, the, the coaching staff side, perhaps management, because look at, look at what Leafs, Leafs did in Winnipeg. Not only did they, they um, you know, I think Winnipeg goes up early in that game, and, and that yep. was it. Uh, Leafs come back. They beat them on the ice. They beat them in the alley. There was They stood up for each other. You know, you got to like what Morgan Riley did on more going to more uh, after Morrissey on the Robertson hit. Yeah. Um, but then there's no, there's no, there's no continuation of that into Vegas. And, and I'm not saying, you know, you have to win skirmishes and all that, but where's the, where's the team? Um, you know, okay, look guys, we all just came together in Winnipeg. We hop on the flight, we go practice in Vegas, we get up the next day and then we don't bring any of that forward. You know, there's know. Nothing, nothing there. How, how, can, uh, how can there not be continuation at a bit of a rallying point? I mean, I, that, that, that's, that's gotta be a, a, a bit of frustration for the people who, who work for the team, but don't wear the sweater. And if they were to say that it's not a, I would like to think that uh, they think otherwise, but so that, that, that to me is a bit of a, I don't know. It's, it's a negative. Well, you just can't carry that forward. Okay. Let's, let's end on this. I mean, that, what we're talking about there is, is the thing that I think um, Maple Leaf fans have a phobia about uh, in that uh, you're looking for the moment that tells you it's going to go down this positive road. Right. And the moment never really solidifies. It doesn't gel, does it? It's exactly what I was just saying. The yeah. Riley moment should solidify into continuation. It did that night, but then, you know, every, I, listen, every game's a new game and all that sort of thing. I get it. But you just, yeah, it's exactly what happens. What that, That's a perfect illustration of what you're saying is that it just didn't move on to the next thing. And, and uh, you know, we've seen these incidents come up every so often where, you know, that, that sort of thing what Riley does. Um, but then at the other side of it too, you know, there are, there's also questions at times, well, why, why doesn't this happen more often? Or, you know, there was already, already the whispers last week, we were talking about, you know, Matthews not, not getting that sort of uh, protection or whatever you will, and all this sort of thing. So I don't know, it's, um, it's not a consistency. And you would think that a team with this core, having been together for as long as it has, would have that consistency in that area. And yeah, we've seen it. Yeah, you're just you're looking for the moment that that uh, solidifies, and and then you can look back and say, "There's the turning point. Yeah. There's where we turn the corner." Yeah. Uh, and you could say that, but then <laughs> then they turn another corner. It's, it's like, true. No, now, just stay on the road. Now, having said that, it did happen last year. It did happen last year around this time, toward the end of October and November. But uh, yeah, but you know, those, I, guess, I, I guess the difference this year is, you know, the Leafs are, you know, there's there's, there's still a frustration despite the fact they've won more than they've lost. Last year, it was just like, you know, these guys are going off a cliff here. And well, they didn't recover. But you don't get that. It's a weirder thing because you don't get the sense right now that that's happening because it isn't. But at the same time, they're not grabbing it and running with it either. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of remembering 
uh, that moment from the playoffs where you, you have the series lead and, and you think it's in the bag and then all of a sudden the bag breaks. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate. We could talk about anything we want in October, November, but you know, and even if they do look good there, then it'll shift to what happens in, in late April and early May. And, yep. and until, until that is exercised, we're there. Well, until it's exercised, we'll be talking about it because it, it's, yeah. it's what you're going to talk about. We don't have <laughs> Jim. We don't have past playoff experiences to talk about. So no. what else are we going to talk about? No, not in recent times. No, recent. <laughs> yeah. 2004. Yeah. Modern era does not, not look kindly on that. <laughs> no. Terry, Terry, thanks very much, buddy. Thanks, Jim. Last minute of play in this podcast. All right. Thank you, Mike Ross, for that time warning. Time now for Lickety Split. Yes, guy, no guy. Yes, guy, no guy, number one. The Leafs, after seven games, four and three, a cause for concern. Oh, no guy. It's only seven games in. My goodness. Way too early to be concerned. No guy. Yes, guy, no guy, number two. The three losses leave you sour. Oh, yes, guy, they do. The opening loss in Montreal, winnable game. They gave it away. The loss against Arizona, disgustingly bad. Should have been an easy Leaf win. And the loss in Vegas, those two Monday night losses, just regrettable. So they leave me sour. Yes, guy, I have to say that. Yes, guy, no guy, number three. Goaltending, a major surprise. Well, yes, guy, it's a pleasant surprise. So pleasant after seven games, major surprise. So yes, guy, yes, guy, yes, guy. Yes, guy, no guy, number four. The Leafs will be at least three and two on this road trip. Well, that ends with a yes, guy. Uh, It's a no-brainer. No-brainer, guy. Yes, guy. Hope you enjoyed Episode 6, Season 3 of Leafs, guy. Hope you come back next week for Episode 7.